Hey listeners, this is Wesley. Thanks for tuning in to the Amplify Your Process Safety Podcast. Today's episode, we discuss incident investigation, best practices, lessons learned, what we think are general, just best practices if you're doing a PSM or RMP incident investigation. As always, Rob and I thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy. Welcome to Amplify Your Process Safety, the podcast that provides the experience and expertise you need when it comes to process safety and risk management. Our hands-on approach will give you the insight needed, whether you're new to industry or process safety, in a role where you interact with aspects of process safety, or an experienced process safety professional. Join your hosts, Wesley Carter and Rob Bartlett, in their mission to protect people, the companies they work for, and the communities where they operate by making process safety knowledge available to all. Good evening, Rob. Wesley, how are you? Welcome to The Late Show. It is the late, late show The late, late evening. episode. Actually, that's not true. It's actually the afternoon when we're recording this, but the... Listener does not care about what time we're recording. I think really they, they, the it listener wants to know what we are talking about I think today. They want us and to get today, to the point. They want us to get to the point. The point. The point is today we're going to be talking about incident investigations. We yes. are not, importantly here, uh, we're not talking about the specific OSHA and um, EPA requirements for an incident investigation. Uh, those are relatively straightforward. Mm-hmm. And listed in the regulations. So if you are so inclined and you want to make sure that your systems are set up so that if you are to have a PSM or an RMP specific uh, incident that you do what you're supposed to do, go take a look at the regulation. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about it here. No. What are we going to talk about instead? Uh, I don't know what we call it best practice, best practice, but from our lessons, our experiences, you know, I've done quite a bit of, I'll call it process safety incident investigations. I yep. think you've done the same. I've done the same. So we audit so a lot. We audit a lot of these. We see good, we see bad. We do. So so that's kind of what we're going to do. So what opening thoughts. So incident investigations. So we've got a um, some sort of a an incident um, it, we're going to say it could have been catastrophic, but really for the sakes of sake of what we're talking about it really doesn't matter. Yeah. What are we going to do? Yeah, so let, let, so we had a fire. We had a fire. Was it bad? Uh, it, it was bad. It burned up the equipment. We'll say that equipment was $2 million. Burned up the equipment. That's pretty bad. We could have had people in the area. Let's just say normally they're in the area. At this time, they weren't. So if some people have been there, we could have killed someone. So we lucked out. Lucked out. So we want to find out why this happened and prevent it from ever happening again. We have the same installation in that facility, that same thing. We have it across a sister plant that's you know in another state, maybe another country. Okay. lot to gain from this because we're like, whoa, that, that could have happened on that side of the plant, that could have happened in the other state, that could have happened in the other, you know, our other plant, in you know, another business unit, whatever. Okay. So, so we had an incident, we had a fire, we had damage, could have had fatalities. Sounds like a big deal. Sounds like we want to prevent it from happening again. How are we going to do that? What's the first thing we're going to do? First thing you do is you try and secure a number of things. I say secure, but who were the people that were involved? You know, maybe and I'm going to call it evidence collection, but it's kind of like securing the scene. You're not going to put up like police tape, but you're like, don't. Don't get yeah, don't get the wrenches and start tearing things apart and throwing the pump out and put it on a truck. It goes away and I don't you know the incident investigation team can't look at it. Secure the scene. You know this is uh, we if you really want to learn from this and you want to understand what went wrong, make sure all that stuff stays there. You got to be able to go back and see what the condition of the plant was at the time of as much as you can. Obviously, if it all blows up, 
you can't. Sure. But if you can, uh, you want to yeah. be able to, so what, to see. The, so secure the that. Secure the scene. Okay. You know, so we're gonna some so kind of protocol. Gonna, yeah. So maybe maybe some caution tape it off or something. Some maybe. Now yeah. we have people. We have people who are around. Who was involved? People. Who yeah. saw things? Who actually maybe they interacted with the process? Maybe it was the person in the control room at the time that saw the screens. Maybe they got the phone call right away. Get some statements from people. Field operator who might have been out in the area. Yeah, and they called the supervisor immediately. Hey, what time did you get the call? You know, they may pull their phone up. Hey, I got the call at this time. Or maybe they got there at 2 a.m. And, you know, you're not going to get there. Your team's not going to show up the next day until 8 or whatever. And right on, right after the event, while it was still smoldering, if it was a fire, they started taking some pictures with their camera phone. There we go. Maybe, right? So yeah. that that kind of stuff. Hey, so what did you get? all Evans. I mean, you go back to Evans to, you know, you said I think you said before, you don't want to call it Evans, but that's really what it is. And yeah. we're talking about the, the evidence, the, the facts of what, of what happened so we can piece together what the root cause was because yes that's, it's that's important you're building because in order to get to the root causes and we'll get to that in a second but in order to get to this you've got to understand what was going on what happened and those that scene looking like it did you know right after the event so you can see the position of valves you can see the proximity of things where people were what what they had done what was the operating state you know were we at reduced rates were we maybe going a little bit above what we normally do Something changed there. You know, you, you find out an operator's talking to you, are like, oh, you normally run with two operators today. You're only running with one. You want to get all this information. It's key things to build as part of, you know, understanding what went wrong. And so right. that, that gets me to, yeah, go okay. ahead. So, so, so we're going to, we're going to interview people. Uh, Joe went to the hospital. So I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm going to knock on his door and I'm going to, I'm going to force him to talk. No, probably not. Wake right. him up. <laughs> Med- medical, she, we uh, need med- to talk to her. You need to wake her up right now. We're not talking that. No. Um, we're talking uh, anybody who is readily available. Get as much information as you can. Um, people, and, and don't forget that there were people, there could have been people from other departments who were nearby. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have been other, uh, other, you know, other job titles like engineers who are around or so you, you say, know, you're saying, you said doing interviews. Who's doing the interviews? What do you, you said interviews. Well, you said we need to get interviews. Yeah. Are we talking about investigation interviews or statement collection, both? Probably a little bit of both. Yeah, so um, we got to form, I, but we got to form a team. Well, that's where we're going to end up. That's yeah. where we're going to end up is we're going to end up with a team, right? And the, the thing, uh, and I'll throw this out, it's been my experience, but I typically do this on the front of an interview or a witness statement. You know, if, I've, if I'm the one requesting information, you know, I often get called a root cause team lead, you know, something like that, the root mm-hmm. cause specialist. You know, sometimes I get this title. I'm responsible for making sure we get to the root cause and writing the report, things like this. Okay. One of the things I tell people that I'm interviewing or people I'm collecting a statement from is, hey, we need to learn from this. And in order to learn from this, tell it like it is. If you made a mistake, that's fine. I get it. The idea isn't to pin, you know, I'm sure you've seen this in your career. You've heard of this in your career. Sometimes people seem like they're out to get someone or they've got a vendetta that's not what that should – the investigation, what good looks like, shouldn't be about that. No, what good looks like is not blame. Exactly. It's just trying to understand what happened and trying to prevent it from happening again. Because that's, that, that's, that's the big thing is we could have hurt people here, um, and we, uh, we need to prevent that from happening. Exactly. Okay, so, yeah, you say collect statements, do some interviews. So, we, like so we've, we've, we've got interviews. We've got we, – Front-end loading. Got, we front-end loaded our we've investigation. We've got as much information as we can get. We've got printouts from the DCS. We've got, uh, we've got pictures from the scene. We've got people's statements. What do you do? So why did you get all this? What, uh, what are you trying to do with it? 
I think, aren't you going to go in a room and write a report? You just said you had to write a report. By myself. By yourself. By myself. All alone. I get on my computer. I say, do not disturb. I turn my phone off. And, and you just write. No, that's away. not what you do. So no. now we now we get a we get a team together. And that team uh, it really depends on the scope of the incident. Size, so, of, the, size of the event, all that. Uh, there's, there's uh, um, if it's a small event, it may be just a couple people, from, you know, a few people from the department. Uh, if it's a significant event like the one we're talking about, you're probably talking about People from the site, cross-functional operations, uh, engineering, technical, uh, probably supervision management sorts of people. Uh, safety probably is evolved. Your audience for that report is probably a little bigger too. Your audience for that report definitely is bigger. Um, if it's a significant incident, you're probably getting some corporate people involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one one um, type of, I guess, role within the um incident investigation team that sometimes gets overlooked is some sort of an external expert. So if you've got an issue that you find out uh, could have been done to, you know, could have been uh, down to, you know, mechanical fatigue of, of, of metal. Metallurgy issue. Get a metallurgist involved. If you've got some interesting chemistry that may be involved, get a chemist involved. Yeah. Uh, contractors, if you don't have the expertise for pumps, Get the vendor involved. Um, those are all the sorts of people that you, you know, that you, and, and those people could come and go from, you could start off with your site-wide cross-functional team and then say, oh, we got to get a metallurgist and bring them in for a particular piece of the investigation. So you did a good job. You got, you collected all your information, um, evidence preservation, whatever you want to call it. You've got your witness statements. You've got a, you think you've got a solid team, you know, based on the complexity of what happened. You got your team. Then what are you trying to do? What is this team going to do with this information? Um, you're going to go after a root cause. What is a root cause? There's a lot, number of definitions out there, I'm sure. Number of Different ways to when, play when, on this, but when, what is it? What my, is it? What, what, to me, a root cause is uh, it's it's the cause that if you took that, if you if that had not happened, if you took that away, then the event would not have happened. And there's only one root cause? Uh, there can be, well, a couple things. First off, you may never get to the root cause. Mm-hmm. So you may end up with multiple root causes because you're not sure. sure. These, are, these are the most likely ones, and we're not we sure We couldn't which eliminate one. this one. We couldn't eliminate all these, so so we're going to count all of these. We're so it could be one. Be it could causes. be one. It could be more than one. You don't have to say there was one root cause. Correct. You would love to boil it down every time to one root cause. The that's not always times, the case. The number of times that you can do that, it's fair. It's it's not as high as I used to think that it mm-hmm. would be because a lot of times you just don't have all yeah. of the information, um, and w- especially it seems with with flammables a lot of times you you don't a lot of times you don't know what the I wish I knew the, the ignition what source. the ignition source was. <laughs> uh, I had one one time where we literally came out with about six different things that could have been the ignition source, mm-hmm. and we had some that were more likely, but we couldn't. We, the other ones we, we couldn't we couldn't say that, that they weren't the root cause. So what did we? So, okay, so we get a root cause, and the whole idea is we do something to prevent that root cause. And then do you have to have a certain methodology you use? I mean, what are you looking for for the team? There, you, you know, can you just take a group of people that haven't been trained and ask them to do a root cause analysis? No. So really, you want to use at least have kind of like we have PHA facilitators. They're trained in different methodologies for doing a process. They have some analysis. qualifications. They have some qualifications. You want to use at least a facilitator for your so the. the lead for your investigation should be someone who uh, is trained and proficient at Tall, some sort well-spoken. of... Tall, no? well-spoken. Well-spoken, probably. But, <laughs> uh, 
somebody who number one can lead can lead a group through um, some difficult discussions because you get going. I mean, you can get off on all sorts of tangents, mm-hmm. especially when you start talking blame and and, and human factors and all that stuff. Um, you got to really, respect the methodology you, selected for the RCA, and they should have some kind of training in that methodology. Exactly. So, what sorts of what sorts of methodologies are we talking about? We're talking about you know like something even just as basic as a five Y, mm-hmm. but you've got you know Apollo root cause training. You've got tap root. We both worked got, for super major. Um, I say super major oil and gas company. You work for a global respect. And I think both of us, we won't say the companies, but I had like, I think I had two and a half weeks. I had root cause analysis training then I had master root cause specialist training and specific, but you know, super major, they had money to develop their own programs. Right. I'm sure you had the same same, thing. It was basically the same, the same, the same sort of thing. Um, the key is really what it comes down to in my mind is that you've got to have a robust way to start with what happened to consider all the factors and the evidence that, that, that we've gathered and to um, uh, basically keep going, keep saying why, how did that happen, why did that happen, until you basically can't answer that question anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you get some sort of root cause. And you should be using the evidence that we got when we started, the pictures, the interviews. Um, There's nothing like we believe, we think. No. If you think, you should go find evidence. Where if you don't have evidence, keep don't, it objective, right? Don't say it, keep it objective, very objective. This is based no, off no, of no this. opinions, right? Based off of this, <clears throat> we think that valve. We know that valve was open when it was supposed to be closed because the DCS said it was open because of the limit switch, or John had just opened that valve accidentally, or you know, per, yeah, and you, per his his, his uh, interview. So you got these. Uh, we get it, we we establish our factors, our root causes that go into our root causes, and you tr- sometimes you put them in. I'll, I'll call them buckets. You categorize them. Sure. I hear like sometimes I hear immediate, you know, type immediate cause. Mm-hmm. I hear systemic issue, mm-hmm. systemic cause. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what, like this is a systemic issue in the organization. It's not specific to this event. This one systemic issue is specific to. It could lead to. It lends itself to where we could have this repeat. So maybe it was a written procedure for this type of equipment. And that procedure isn't specific to the facility. It's actually a procedure written at the corporate level that then funneled down to the facility that they were following as, as part of that. So you have a systemic issue. Systemically there. at a corporate, at the corporate level, mm-hmm. or if, you know, we can, and we talk about uh, sometimes you have, um, you know, like maintenance, integrity management, mechanical integrity group, they've got written procedures or something at this corporate level that are filtered down to the facility. There could be a gap in that facility, that per- written procedure. Well, so this, this gets down to, uh, types of, I think this is where you're going. Types of um, of of um, root causes. Yes, <clears throat> I thought pretty much isn't it always just the operator's fault? Uh, yeah. It's always person. It's always personnel, right? Well, I can tell you as an engineer, I did never, I never designed anything that had any issues. It's usually an <laughs> operator poorly. Operated. It was all, uh, <clears throat> and of course, the operator is going to say that it's the maintenance people, and the maintenance people are going to say it's the engineering people. So the fact of the matter is, is that. In, rarely in the training that I've had and in my experience, rarely is it the people. No, um, but it, sometimes you and, can get hung up and say you stop get there, hung and up. that is that is poor. And, if, that and is as poor you're as you're doing your investigation, and I really cannot tell you how many times I have read through an investigation where that's where they stop. Mm-hmm. Operator did not follow procedures. Operator turned the wrong valve. Why didn't they follow the procedure? <clears throat> what, was it a bad procedure? Was that operator not, not doing? Was that operator overwhelmed? Was the training inadequate? Did you train them on it? Were they, you know, did you did you make it accessible to them? You didn't follow the procedure, and they're, they're like, "Where's the procedure?" And I'm like, "Oh, I can't even find it." I'm like, "Come on." So, 
that's that 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 that's a key is to not don't stop at don't stop at the people. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the problem comes down to systems. It comes down to training. It comes down to um, organizational issues. It comes down to uh, procedures that are written, poor that are are written incorrectly. They followed or just, the procedure, and no matter which operator. Whether you put operator A, B, C, or D, following that procedure, they would have done the same exact thing because the procedure sucks. Exactly. So I think in, in my mind, and I've looked at a lot of investigations, um, and I've looked at a lot of poor investigations, the 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 biggest deficiency, I think, that I, I would categorize it is that they, they stopped too early. Mm-hmm. They stopped asking why too early. They should have gone one or two more, and they would have gotten to something which – not only would have prevented it from happening here, but also would have prevented it from prevented it from happening at other parts of of the facility. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. So we got root cause. Um, we've we've asked why a bunch of times until we can't get. Any we think further. we got a solid we've, list. We think we've got a list of what good the, team what the, secured what the, the evidence. We got are. our root causes. Now what? <clears throat> now we're done. I'm asking you. Oh, you're asking me, but we're done. I'm gonna I'm gonna print it out. This is what you always I'm gonna say. Put it, I'm going to put it every in a podcast. Nice, you, in a nice podcast, pretty, you say in a we're nice done. Pretty, but I thought we, there's more we got to do. I'm going to put it in a pretty binder, and then when I'm going to get you a T-shirt. The auditor that says comes, we're done. We don't have to do anything. I'm going to put it in a binder and put it on the shelf. No, obviously that's not right. And anybody who knows me knows that that is not how I think. Maybe so, they used to think this. Yeah. So <laughs> what we do? So we've got a report that has corrective action that has root causes. Now we've got to develop corrective actions to prevent those. Uh, and we need so to a do those, those implement those corrective actions and then b we're also going to take and make sure that everybody else in the organization knows what we learned we just went through we spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours you may have tied up 10 going, people for a week <laughs> maybe longer maybe longer and dollars spent on third-party experts wanna, metallurgists if you, you want to talk about investment that's a huge investment for mm-hmm. the company let's 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 take advantage of that investment and um, and parlay those learnings to other facilities so that they can prevent the same. So thing how do you, from how, how do you do that? Well, um, what are some ways you've done that? Companies, or seen way, people yeah, do that? The way that I've seen the way that I've done it or seen people doing it is uh, some sort of a, of a simple report with um, usually like a one or a two pager. One page. It's called says, a one pager. This here's what happens. Uh, here's some of the evidence. Here's what we found. Here's what we did about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, probably the best practice that I've actually seen in in a multi-facility corporation is um, the other facilities actually had to go through and determine, number one, does that, could that sort of thing happen here? Mm -hmm. And then if so, what are they doing to prevent or what are they doing to address those those root causes? And then you get actions and they actually do that. So Theoretically, if you do that, that's one way to make sure that um, that what happened here doesn't happen elsewhere. And the fortunate thing is that, um, and I'm sure we've all seen it, is that those one pagers that we put together, you know, and we blast it out to all the plants. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, if, if in my in, in my experience, if you don't have that feedback mechanism of you know, kind of like the plant having to report back to headquarters that this yeah. is what we're doing, if you don't have that feedback mechanism. Um, People read it, say, "Oh, that's interesting," and that's it. Yeah, you know, I like the actionable thing. You know, kind of what you were talking about. 
then you send it to an organization, they're required to have some kind of response to it. Someone organization has to respond to that. Something else I used to like to do was, and I still, I still like when I get an opportunity, if I ever get called into an investigation, is these one pagers, I call them these lessons learned one pagers type. People use all kinds of different terminology for a lesson learned yep. type document. Yep. Um, but I'll post it in a break room. You know, I don't know if anyone ever picked that up. <laughs> I'm serious, but yeah. I'll post it in a break room. Mm-hmm. I will talk if there's an opportunity, like you're like, hey, we're having a monthly safety meeting. Has anyone got a topic? I'm like, yeah, I do. I want to talk about this investigation. And I don't have to go through and say, this is what happened with the video, you know, in a world. <laughs> no, but you, you know, you throw the one pager up and you can get some context to it. And then you can actually open up to the room. You can look at people in the face. Any questions? Anyone? And oftentimes when I do that, so A, I've already emailed this out, distributed through my normal chain, you know, command. I've gone through people who are on site, asked them to share this with your groups. And then when I can get people who are either doing that meeting and I can share it with them and have them do it or I do it. I actually sometimes get more information that I didn't know before. I might have led the investigation. Someone's like, yeah, you know, such and such. And you're like, wait, what? You know, and they bring up something else. And I'm not talking about things that are like, oh, my God, that's the, you know, that is the silver bullet. No, not like that. But what I'm saying is people give a different thing or to, uh, you're trying to hit a lesson home. And that's an opportunity for a plant manager or a supervisor to stand up and say, yeah, this really is important and reiterate what's going on there. So you give them a voice. Well, and and. and- a piece that that I've seen work that basically um, is the same is getting uh, getting hourly folks involved because a lot of times when these things um, when they happen and you know the and the one pagers go out and you know maybe they get posted or they, and they don't get talked about but when they do get talked about um, I, I'm I'm always amazed by the number of um, incidents that uh, I think okay. You know, the, the management team for the site has a good handle on, you know, this is where it could happen here and this is what we should do about it. But then you get hourly people involved and you're like, they're like, oh, well, that could also happen over here. Or, you know, oh, well, we can't do that fix here mm-hmm. because of such and such. Uh, they're <clears throat> getting the the uh, the input of the operators and, and, and the maintenance folks is, uh, you know, is key for that. And in, in most situations that's missing from what, from what happens with investigations. If it happens on your site, maybe the operations folks are involved. Um, and, and there's that, that opportunity for some feedback. If it happens in another site, you know, a lot of times, you know, they might, they might read about it on their email. Like you said, like the one page on email or something, but, uh, yeah. but that's it. It's good. So I don't know. That's, I think for instant investigation, that's what we wanted to cover. We yeah. didn't want to go through, we could have read through the PSM regulation that if you have a PSM incident, you have to establish, you have to start an investigation within 48 hours and gone through all that stuff. That's all good. People can go to the regulation and read that. This is more us sharing kind of some things that we thought were good. You know, I'm not going to say that I feel like I'm pretty good at this type of stuff. I think probably you are. I mean, we're consultants. We do this, but I'm not going to say that we are know all know it alls for this information, but we, we just want to share what we think is good, what good looks like. I'm sure there's other things that we didn't cover. But that's kind of, I guess, the blocking and the tackling. Yeah. Well, and 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 as as was so much with this, um, you know, nobody's the perfect expert in in everything. And if uh, if if the, if anybody in the audience has uh, has some information to add to this, um, or some opinions about some things that we have to say in this podcast or any other podcast, yeah. please uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us at podcast at amplifyconsultants.com. Oh, I was going to say your email address. If they have com if they have if, they, if you have poor comments, if you have poor comments reach you out send to Rob. Them, send them to me. Um, but seriously, um, not that that's 
certainly that's that's that would be fine as well. Uh, but the, the the fact is is that uh, is that nobody's an expert on everything, and we are always open to uh, to more more information in an effort to make sure that everybody out there has as much information as you can have. Feedback is welcome, and feedback is definitely welcome. So. I think that's it. Incident investigations. I'm sure we'll circle back to this topic at some point in the future. But uh, I think for now, that's good. And um, we'll sign off. This is Rob. And this is Wesley. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Amplify Your Process Safety. Head to our website, AmplifyConsultants.com, to find our show notes and other resources. Thank you for joining us in our mission to ultimately save lives by advancing process safety right here on Amplify Your Process Safety. Until next time.